Hello, hello, and welcome to Along the Way. I, of course, am your host, Jonas Ellison, and it's great to be sitting down with you right now. Yeah, this is your your one and only post this week. I have not published um, besides this one. And I wanted to kind of mention this. I was wondering whether I should mention this or not before I get to my main piece on my check-in here. But I'm like, maybe I should say something because maybe someone else out there is dealing with what I'm dealing with as well. I am going through a season of, of, I don't want to say unproductivity. Is that even a word? Unproductivity? But a season where I'm just not publishing as much here on the, on the site. And I love this. I love my work here so much. And so I've, I've been facing my, my self-doubt lately a lot. Like, what's wrong? Why can't you, why are you so blocked? You know, why, why, why can't you just do it? <laughs> you know, and for the longest time, I've, I've published pretty regularly, and, and that hasn't been the case lately. And yeah, there's definitely a sense of self-doubt and kind of shame um, that's been involved in that lately and having to kind of reckon, kind of make excuses for myself and having to justify why I haven't been around much. But I think that, man, life is just kind of wild. Like that's the nature of life, right? Um, I'm not sure about you, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a husband and a parent and I'm going to seminary and I'm on internship where I'm, I'm serving at two different locations at a detention center and a parish. Um, I have this blog, which I love so much and uh, been doing, trying to do more with it as far as audio stuff like this, the podcast and, and whatnot, trying to see what else I can, can offer here. And really kind of at this place where I'm, I feel a transition going on creatively and I'm trying to kind of deal with that and let that formulate or materialize, whatever you want to call it. And just like, yeah, there's just a lot swirling around, you know? And just like this, I don't know, I, I, maybe like you, I've been feeling a sense of kind of dread in the air with with what's going on in the world. I think I think it's, especially after this pandemic, it's hard to d- deny that we're all connected. And the pandemic has literally shown us how connected we are and how our pathogens can spread throughout the globe so quickly and impact each of us so profoundly. But with the thing in, you know, in, in, in Russia, in, in Ukraine, it, it, and, and just that ominous drum rattle of, of possible World War Three. the thing that, you know, I grew up in the, I, I, I'm 42, so I grew up with all the Rocky movies, you know, where the Soviets were like the, were the enemy, <laughs> you know, uh, and kind of the, I mean, I didn't, I didn't grow up in total cold war times. I was a little bit after that. So we didn't practice getting under our desks, you know, at school, things like that. I think I was kind of right after that, but definitely there was a, there was a, a narrative in the air with, uh, with that part of the world. And, uh, man, it just, the, the thought of a, of a madman who is desperate and has so much power and so much sway over the livelihood of, so many people um, is is a very nerve-wracking thing, you know? Yeah, I'm preaching to the choir. I totally get it. But yeah, I guess I'm just like wanting to be with my family a little bit more lately and, and just kind of be 
doing things with my hands. I'm doing a lot of remodeling in my house, like doing a lot of woodwork and things, which is just such an amazing outlet for me that I found lately. Um, I, I, I'm a spatial person and I, I need, I was lacking that in my life. Uh, being a theologian as well, I, you know, my, I live in the abstract a lot, which I love. I love living in the abstract. It's it's great. I love geeking out on theology and, and spirituality. But man, when you measure a board and you cut it and you tack it up on the wall uh, or something like that, you have you're done. Like it's it's a physical, real thing, and it's like, oh wow, cool. Um, it's I'm finding it so satisfying. So I've been spending a lot more time doing that as well. Um, our daughter had a transition in schools recently, so we're getting a kind of our new schedule acclimated. Um, Lent is upon us and I'm doing like first communion classes and doing a more contemplative midweek service, which is beautiful. Uh, we're doing evening song here in the Sierra Valley that is coming up tomorrow actually. And just a lot. Like, so I've definitely been productive, but getting to the blog has been kind of hard and, and I just need to, to know that that's okay. That like this blog and hopefully you <laughs> or not, I don't know, but like this will, will be here. This will still be here. And uh, I can come back to it and give it my all in the seasons where that allows, where it allows it. So um, yeah, that's my rant. I don't know. Maybe you're somewhere. Maybe you're, you are kind of overwhelmed and, and you're feeling regret for not being able to do something that you really enjoy doing and that maybe people are wanting you to do or whatever. And you're just kind of feeling like you have not met your expectations. And just want to say sometimes it's good to just kind of take a step back from that and, and really question yourself on that assumption. You know, um, that's what I've been kind of doing. So anyhow, it is, it's great. It's great to sit down with this microphone and, uh, and write and talk to you. It's a privilege and a gift that I do not ever take for granted. So, so thanks for being on the other side of this. I wanted to read a little bit of a homily, homily that I'll be sharing uh, this tomorrow, actually, at our local evening song, um, which is, I think I mentioned it before here, but it's just an amazing event we've been doing every month or so this winter, where we get people from our community together and, and sit in the round and light some candles. And my dear friend, Owen McIntosh, is a gramophone-winning um, singer. And he sings incredible hymns and um, chants and Gregorian chants and Taze stuff. I mean, just amazing. So he he sings and I talk and and it's just an amazing evening. So that's happening tomorrow. But I'll be sharing this homily. Um, this will be part of what I'll be saying then. And I have called it a time to be in the valley. And it's basically about the season, the liturgical season of Lent. So here we go. I was away from religion and the church for a couple of decades of my life. It's a long story, but somehow I made my way back to the church and well, here I am studying to become an ordained pastor. I'm putting my do not disturb on because whenever I start these things, I always get a phone call. <laughs> so I'm going to click do not disturb. There it is. Okay, there we go. Okay. So, yes, I was away from the church for a couple of decades and somehow made my way back. One of the things that I was so smitten by 
in the church was the liturgical seasons. I saw that they provided different rhythms of life that corresponded to the natural world. In Advent, for example, we have the excitement of fresh snow and the holidays that go along with the birth of Jesus. There is this joyous merriment in the air, but Advent offers us a countercultural way to hold the season where we, we hold off the big celebration until Christmas Day when we pull out all the stops. During the season of Epiphany, in the depth of winter and the darker days, we are given the mystical inner renewal of the star of Bethlehem. During Easter, we have the bursting forth of brighter days, flowers, and wildlife that go along with the resurrection of Jesus. During the summer, the church takes on a simpler role during common time and allows us to be in the world more, enjoying the longer days in the sun before the church year starts over in Advent. We've lost our natural rhythms in recent times. Our ancient ancestors were far more tuned into them. We had specific ways that marked the movement of life throughout the year. Not that you have to be religious, Christian, or whatever to do this, but in my experience, church gave this to me. Well, right now we are knee-deep in the season of Lent. Lent can seem kind of like a drag in the church year. We have the after-Christmas blues, and we just want to get straight to the happy, happy, joy, joy of Easter. But with Lent, we can't. For we can't get to the lightness of Easter and the resurrection without going through the heaviness of the crucifixion on Good Friday. Lent is the season that leads us to that point in the journey. Yes, this is a church thing, but isn't it a real life thing also? Three weeks ago, the day that I saw the headline, COVID infections plummet 90% from U.S. pandemic high. States lift mask mandates. Yes! I scrolled down to see the next headline that said that Russia was preparing to invade Ukraine, which is now taking place on the ground, of course. As soon as I delighted in seeing the cashier's full face at our local grocery store for the first time in two years, I wondered if he'd soon be called up in the draft. It's like we can't ever celebrate too fast because something catastrophic always has a way of arising at the most inopportune time. It's honest to ask, why can't life just be easy and safe and awesome like all the time? But the pain of life is inconveniently integral to the human experience. Just as there are plenty of mountaintop moments in life, those wouldn't be so without the deep, dark valleys. There's something about taking an honest look at the sorrow and brokenness and temporariness within all of us that depends, or sorry, that deepens us into the heart of what it means to be human. There's something about trudging through the valleys that makes us more compassionate towards ourselves and our neighbors who trudge along with us. For we all have heavy burdens to carry in various forms. 
Lent is a season of self-examination and existential reflection. But man, why now? We're so tired. In both the macro and the micro realms of life, we all have our micro stuff going on that you don't see in the news or on social media. From addictions to hangups to broken relationships, disappointments, etc. But then, on the macro, big picture side of things, we just jumped from a global pandemic to a possible precursor to World War III. Can we just take a moment to breathe? It helps to like kind of rub your chest, shrug your shoulders, and just take a moment. Lent is a sacred time to illumine our winter darkness, a time to name the things that ail us, not to just roll around in the muck and the mud of it all, but to shine a light on it, to see it, to name it, and to be sung through it. This is human, and this is a season of Lent. Even the natural world teaches us this particular moment in the cycle of the year, at least in the Northern Hemisphere right now. We can't jump to the brightness and bounty of spring too fast. We have to have a season of mud and wetness and unwelcome snowstorms first. This is where and when Lent finds us. It's earthy. It's real. It is us. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate you. Um, Have a great rest of your week. And until next time, as always, grace and Godspeed.